Hello and welcome to another one of my episodes of Jackie Gets Real. I recently have been sugarcoating my episodes because I was worried about the acceptance of society and how they would rate my podcast. But as I'm reviewing the title of my podcast, I'm noticing the meaning behind it. The meaning behind the title is getting real. So today isn't going to be sugarcoated, but instead we're going to have a real talk. Right now, at this very moment in time, there's a protest going on. This protest has been going on for a while now and is becoming more and more aggressive each day. If you're not up to date with how the protest got started, to summarize in a quick sentence, which this incident could never shortly be summarized, but I would just say that a man named George Floyd was recently killed by a police officer. The officer had let his own emotions dictate how he was going to handle the situation. And let's just say that his emotions got the best of him throughout his work. So what is the lesson behind this? Well, the lesson behind this is how we face our battles. Obviously, the way that people are handling this situation is becoming way out of hand. The reason why I say this is because there are a lot of red flags flying in the air. So with that being said, I'm going to transition to the question of the day. So the question of the day is, what are the red flags for dealing with situations and how do we deal with situations based off of the word? So when I'm, before I do this whole lesson, I want you guys to understand what the red flags are that we're going to be going over. And the reason why I pick out these four different red flags is because throughout the times that I have gone through situations and throughout the times I've seen other people go throughout situations, I've seen these common red flags. And the rain red flags that showcase a bad approach to situations are uncontrolled emotions, letting our words speak and not God's, not letting God handle the situation, and no communication. Communication. And so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be breaking down each of these red flags so that we can get a little bit of detail into each and every one of them and how we can change that into a good habit. So we're going to start off with uncontrolled emotions. When we let our emotions take control of our everyday actions, we notice that those emotions may not always lead us in the right paths. It's okay to feel angry every once in a while, but it is not okay if you don't handle the anger in the right manner. So what is the right way to handle our emotions? Well, did you know that Jesus Christ showed anger before? Yeah, crazy, right? But it says it in Matthew chapter 21, verses 12 through 17, and I'm using the easy version, and I know a lot of people, especially me when I go to church, I like to read the same like word-for-word verse that my pastor is reading, and so I'll usually like um, get a different version, and I love the Bible app because I can use whatever version the pastor is using just by like changing my versions around um, on the Bible app, but today I'm going to be doing 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 i'm going to be using the um easy version so you can follow along word for word or whichever version that you think you can interpret or understand the best go on ahead this is for you and for you to learn and whatever helps you learn the best use it so i'm going to go on and read verse 12 of matthew chapter 21 jesus then went into the yard of god's great house people were buying and selling things in the yard there jesus made them all leave that place he pushed over the tables of the men who changed coins he also pushed over the seats of the men who sold birds jesus spoke to them all he said the bible says god's house will be a place where people come together to pray but you have changed it into a place where robbers meet blind people went to meet jesus in the yard of god's great house people who could not walk very well also went there. 
Jesus caused them all to become well. The leaders of the priests and teachers of God's law saw all the powerful things that Jesus did. They all saw, they also saw children in the yard of God's great house who were shouting, Welcome! We pray that God will be good to you, son of David. All these things caused the important Jews to become very angry. They asked Jesus, Can you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. I am sure that you have read this in the Bible. Lord God, babies and children praise you. You yourself have made that happen. Then Jesus left everyone and he went out of Jerusalem. He stayed that night in the village that is called Bethany. And so what a lot of people would get confused with that little small chapter is because, well, it's not exactly the whole chapter, but that just little part of the chapter, um, a lot of people would get confused with how he used his anger. Um, They would be like, well, he flipped over tables. Like, that's not really a way. But when we put it into the different type of um, situations, example, for the protesting, a lot of protesters are using the violence to get their way. So they are, like, hurting other people not not physically but they are you know breaking windows they are setting fire um trash cans on fire i mean there are so many things that are happening and this is even though that they may think that oh it's harmless like nobody's gonna get hurt if you think about it you're breaking windows you're messing up all of these stores and what about the families at home that aren't joining the protest that you know they don't want to be in the middle of that type of violent protest and you're over here throwing bricks and you're over here breaking windows and those maybe some of those those stores families own and now they have to use the money that they're trying to earn to fix the store so even though you may not even though like protesters may not be the like physically hurting people they still are just mentally hurting people so when Jesus was using his anger, he wasn't hurting anybody. He flipped over the tables and told them and was trying to show them that it is important. And this is how important God's house is and that there should be no type of gambling or robbery in this house. But he did never, his intention was never to use anger to get his way. He was trying to share the message and now it was up to them to take action so but you're probably questioning yourself but i thought jesus christ was perfect well he was for a matter of fact which comes to show that it's okay to show anger but don't let that be the gateway card because it is still your priority because only you can speak for yourself to control your emotions and it states this in proverbs chapter 16 verse 32 this is also the easy version. Every person I'm going to be using is going to be in the easy version. So just remember that. And it says, a patient man does not become angry quickly. He is better than a strong man. Guys, listen, he is better than a strong man. So if we let patience take over and not our anger, we would probably be able to get through so much more situations better handed and well, like well laid out. A man like that is better than a soldier who beats the enemies in a city. So if you think about it, also that last part where it says, a man like that is better than a soldier who beats the enemies in a city. A lot of protesters are in the soldier's shoes. So if we think about this, these protesters, they're using violence to get their way or to own over or to like, you know, share their emotions. 
But it's saying that if we actually were to be patient, we would actually be better than anger or violent soldiers. Um, So just remember that. So we are going to go back to our lesson now. And when we're learning to control our emotions, we have to follow the fruits of the Spirit. And I also, when I go through this stuff, I know a lot of times when I am going through some situations, sometimes I may have a hard time to just really think, okay, what type of fruits of Spirit should I use to work with this situation? But I also learned that as I'm practicing the fruits of the Spirit throughout my lifetime, and you know, when I wake up, you know, I have to show joy and I have to show peace because it's a new day. It's a new, it's a new, you know, a new time for me to be able to, you know, fix whatever situations I had before. And how do I work with those now? So, you know, yes, I'm not saying that when you start doing your fruits of the Spirit, it's going to be perfect just like that. It's going to take time because all of us are born into a sinful world. We are not perfect, so we have made, we have created bad habits that we may not even realize because the devil has blinded us with those bad habits thinking that it's okay to do them but and we began to kind of like slowly transfer some of those bad habits into the fruits of the spirit um you will begin to see change so you're not the only one that's going through it alone there are a lot of these things that i am hitting on here like going over um with the red flags i also explained at the beginning there's situations that i have gone through i have seen the red flags not only in the person that i'm talking to or the people i'm talking to but in my own self so but let's go back to the fruits of the spirit and the fruits of the spirit are love joy Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I know, I know, it's a lot. But like I said, if we trans, if we slowly, we focus on one. So say, for example, we focus on love. We focus on that. And once we begin to kind of get that habit, we're transferring that bad habit with love and making that new, that good habit, we will begin to see changes. And then once we kind of get that habit going and we just kind of like carry it with us, we can start moving down and down. And so you should always focus maybe on the one that you're having the most with. And I know a lot of times I'm, I have a really hard time with patience. So... I really focus on patience the most. And once I start to get that habit down and I start breaking it down more, then I will begin to understand like, oh, okay, I see these changes. Now I can move on to the next one because I'm starting to create that patience um, habit. So now that I kind of have it down, let's move on to something else. So it's it's going to take time. Don't beat yourself up because we were never made to be, cur- to be perfect. <laughs> we were never made to be perfect. So now we're going to be moving moving on to letting our words speak and not God's. When we let our own flesh speak for us, we are basically letting the devil words, devil's words come out and not God's. That's scary. We were born in a sinful world, which means we were born in sinful flesh. Our flesh means nothing to our faith or our soul. When we begin to let our flesh speak, we may say things that were not meant to be said. This can become a big effect on our society. And this is also stated in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4. I'm going to read this to you guys real quick. It says, Kind words cause life for other people, but words that are not honest make you sad. So why should we rely on God's words instead of our own? We should rely on God's words because the truth will last for eternity, but a lie will only last for a short time. Just think about it. 
Anytime a rumor comes across, that rumor only lasts for about a day or two and then it just magically becomes forgotten. But all the times that somebody has made a big or positive change in today's society have been recognized for years and years and will be recognized for years and years. And this is stated in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 19. It says, a false word continues for only a short time, but true words continue for all time. Guys, so when we do all these good things, it just makes me so excited because I know that I will leave memories behind me. And once, you know, God believes or once um, God thinks that my time is over and not thinks but knows, you know, after all those things that I have done that he has had that he has wanted me to do, it will be mem- memories and it will last for generations after generations after generations. And it's just so fun to know that when we do good deeds and when we begin to do all of these things under God's will and under his understanding and under his wings, um, this stuff will be memorized and not memorized, but recognized and will become memory. So now we're going to be moving on to our third red flag, and that's not letting God handle the situation. I was recently listening to a wonderful woman named Emma J- Emma Mae Jenkins, and she was preaching a lesson on a lesson on YouTube. And while I was listening to her preach, she proclaimed a statement that her dad had said: "We were made to worship, not to be worshipped." Now, guys, before I move on, I want you to ponder over that. I want you to really think about it. What is the meaning behind that? Because that is just such a good way that he, her dad phrased it and I love it and I carry it with me and I remember all the time. And so it basically means that our soul and flesh were made to rely on God and to worship him, him, not for our flesh to be the reliability. God is our creator and how I know that he is my creator is because yes, you know, I was born in a family and we know we weren't Christians at first, but you know, once you start going to church and you really start, you know, putting faith in your steps, you begin to learn things. And obviously I learned that, you know, he was my creator. Once I started going to church, you know, it's just kind of like those basic things. And even though it's a huge thing to remember, you know, they start to start with the, they use the small things and then they begin to grow and to understanding bigger lessons. But it also says this in in Psalms chapter 148, verse 5. And it says, They should all praise the name of the Lord. It was His command that created them. And what I want to say is that it wasn't your mom's command. It wasn't your dad's command. And it definitely was not your dog's command. But it was the Lord's command, guys. It was the Lord's command. And so when we begin to understand that the Lord created us, Man, oh my goodness, happiness just grows and grows and grows. And he is the only one who truly knows us. And that's also stated in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22. And it says, a long time ago, the Lord had me. He had me before he created anything. So before he even created the world, he already knew that we were going to be in his story. He had a list of the people that were going to be in his story and a part of his story. And we are not mistakes we were never mistakes and the only person who tells us that is the devil guys it makes me so happy to know that i was thought of even before my ancestors so you know a lot of people would be like oh well you know my great grandma and my great great grandma my great great grandma but then i'm like but guess what i was known before 
any of them and they were known before any of their ancestors and their ancestors were known before their ancestors and it's just crazy to know that I was already thought of before all of my generations all of the generations were even made so guys it's not that hard but when I'm saying it's not that hard I'm not really saying it's not that hard because as I'm beginning to think about it it's going to be hard You know, when you become a Christian and when you begin to have more knowledge um, and begin to see God's view, the devil will see you as a threat because he knows that once he sees more people turning to God, he begins to know that he is weaker and weaker and weaker and he's always been weaker, but he doesn't want to know that. The devil does not want to know that he's weak. He wants to put it in his mind that he is strong. And so it's going to be hard sometimes. But we have to remember that when we're walking and we see our footsteps, right? But we don't see a second pair of footsteps. And we begin to think, well, why hasn't God been walking with me? Why don't I see his footsteps? Why do I only see mine? Well, it's because God was carrying you. So don't forget that those are not your footsteps, but those are God's footsteps. Your footsteps are the, one who, that are, your footsteps are the ones that are missing because he's carrying you. And he's walking with you through the fire. So you don't have to worry. Because if you trust in God, yes, it may be hard. And, you know, we will have our rough times. But we will begin to become stronger out of those situations. And he will be with us. He will be carrying carrying us the whole time. God is proclaiming to us that the work is already taken care of. And we just need to do the work that God is asking us to do, not what we want to do. And so the last one is no communications. This is the last red flag. And communicating is a is a key aspect when it comes to stepping out into the world. We learn communication from the moment we as babies try to tell our mommy that we're hungry to the moment when we have to do group projects throughout our daily lives. So why is it that after we put in all the work of learning to communicate, we just throw it away when we need it most? That's a big question to ask yourself because I still have not yet found the answer to that question. And I begin to think maybe it's our selfishness that kicks in. You know, maybe because we let our selfishness kick in, we begin to have the mindset of the flesh. You know, we think that only our our ideas and comments matter. But in the end, all these red flags are shown throughout this protest. I have yet to see any good communication. I have definitely not yet to see people letting God take over the situation. And last but not least, no emotions have been controlled throughout the situation. Now, I'm not going to speak for all protesters because, you know, there are some protesters that are out there that are not showing the red flags, that are trying to communicate, that aren't showing anger and letting patience take over. But I'm also seeing that there's a lot more people showing the red flags than there are that aren't. And... Don't let that scare you, though. You should still step up because just like David and the Goliath, all the army, like all the armies thought that David was going to lose. Like Goliath was going to win. He was a big giant and David was like this skinny, like to the bone boy. But because he let God with him, he defeated Goliath just like that. Like it was so easy. And if we let God take over, if we let him carry us, and let him walk with us through the fire. Guys, we can do anything. We will always see a victory. So don't let that scare you. And we're, we're being blinded by the devil's actions. We're letting our flesh and sinful actions get the best of us. And this isn't just in protesting. This is in daily lives. 
but this isn't the way to solve things. Even if we were to have a law put down against violence, there would still be violence because we live in a sinful world and we can't forget that. Who knows how many laws we have now and yet we still break half of them. We aren't perfect people and we were never expected to be after the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So throughout any situation, we should be following those key tips um, to facing situations. Remember, we all bleed the same. So I hope you guys enjoyed this wonderful lesson. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I, I really knew that God was speaking to me, and I know that he was telling me that I needed to share this lesson with you guys um, as much as he was trying to share it to me throughout my church and man he he does so many great things um so i i pray that you guys have a wonderful day you guys are amazing thank you for listening to this podcast and i just oh my goodness i love sharing these lessons with you guys and i hope that you guys listen to more of my episodes that are coming back or not coming back but coming up and lessons from the previous times um so i love you guys so much you guys have a wonderful day bye